0: Hello, I'm Anne Mossop, Sydney Writers' Festival Artistic Director. We hope you enjoy this episode from our podcast program. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Anne Mossop from Sydney Writers' Festival, and it's my pleasure to welcome you here to this conversation with Alexis Wright about her new novel, Praiseworthy. I'd like to acknowledge that we meet on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and pay my respects to their elders, past and present and to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who are with us today. I just wanted to let you know that our host today, as you can see, is uh, Emeritus Professor Iva Indick. Um, so Song was originally um, going to have this conversation but has had to return to Perth for family reasons. Iva is a literary critic, publisher who is an emeritus professor at at Western Sydney University in the Writing and Society Research Institute. He's somebody whose teaching and publishing has formed generations of Australian writers and readers. So we're very grateful to him for stepping in at the last minute. And it's my pleasure to hand over to Iva.
1: Many of you will know uh, Alexis Wright as the author of Carpentaria and of uh, the Swan book and of the uh, communal memoir uh, Tracker which won the Stella Prize but less of you will know about Praiseworthy her new novel uh, because it was only published in early April uh, so while uh, I'm sure you're aware of it because of its wonderful cover. Uh, this is a hardback and yellow for the paperback. <laughs> uh, as to what's inside, that may remain something of a mystery for you. So it's that mystery which I hope we will be able to elucidate today. Um, I won't uh, introduce Alexis uh, anymore except to say... That in the period since Carpentaria has published, that book has become a classic in Australian literature. And its author, well, I have to say, because I've seen it in action, beloved, really, a cherished figure uh, in Australian literature as well. That's my introduction. (laughs) Thank you. Alexis, I know it's been a long time writing, Praiseworthy. Mm. Can you remember what the original idea was which got you started on the novel?
2: I can't remember exactly, and it's probably in my notebooks. I have many, many notebooks, and uh, I accumulate over the course of writing um, with various works. And um, uh, I know I started at the same time as I was... um, embarking on, on uh, the work for Tracker, and uh, uh, Tracker uh, Tillmouth, uh, uh, Eastern Arunta man, uh, alleged in his time. He he, he um, passed away uh, quite young, really. And uh, he um, uh, he was everyone said he was larger than life, and uh, and he was indeed. He was a good friend, and, uh, in Central Australia, and uh I'm, And he was always on the go and and uh very very busy and so working with him, I knew he had this attitude was virtually um you know read my mind, you know and, you know do it by osmosis, you know you know everything, so just do it <laughs> and um and I just felt I had needed to keep up with my own writing at the same time, so I wanted to start to start the new book, and uh, I had various ideas. Um, uh, I was uh, thinking about what do we do as uh, Aboriginal people in the new era of uh, global warming and, uh, and, and climate change yeah. and so the idea of, of uh, uh, a person like um, um, Cosman Steele, widespread planet, uh, whatever you like to call him, uh, he emerged, and I um, uh, yeah, come from up north and uh, the north part of the country, and, uh, and I don't know why um, donkeys became a, a part of part of the, the economic plan to save ourselves, but. You know, there it was, you know, when, when we run out of, out of fossil fuel and uh, petrol and um, gas, you know, gasoline for the cars and, and um, uh, we may have electric cars, who knows, but I don't know if a lot of Aboriginal people will have electric cars. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have five million donkeys up in Northern Australia, feral donkeys. So um, uh, not, not, not a lot of people know about that and... They just roam, roam around. And um, uh, so this idea was to put some of these donkeys to use and to establish a, uh, uh, a, uh, an international transport conglomerate. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and away we went. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was all
1: obvious after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I find it fascinating uh, because uh, Tracker was a, a huge a huge thinker mm. and entrepreneurial, and he was coming up with schemes all the time. Yes. And so it's fascinating to see that real person uh, present, magnified uh, in the main character, one of the main characters in the novel, mm. uh, Cause Man Steele. Uh, mm. He's got three names. Yes. Uh, Cause Man Steele, because of his, Will really his yes, resolution.
2: Yes, yes, because he's he's will, and uh, and and I was riffed off the idea that um, uh, you know we come from the oldest living culture in the world. Uh, we're still surviving. We're still strong, even though we, you know we you know, we have a a lot of a lot of problems with colonization and. Uh, um, the idea of Tracker, you know, Tracker was... Always, he was an economist and um, he, uh, he looked at ideas about uh, traditional economies and uh, how to build, you know, uh, economic independence in the Aboriginal world. And uh, so I was working very closely with that, of course, but um, there were also a lot of people... In, in the Aboriginal world, who are um, we all doing it? You know, to 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 try to figure out, you know, how do we how do we, how do we save our culture? And we do that every day. You know, that's that's ingrained. And um, so uh, he's part of that thinking. You know, he he's he's there, and uh, in, a, in a in a very big way. Um, he's um, he has a dream. He 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 he, he, he um, has this dream about how, you know how how to do it, and uh, he saw he he saw this donkey in his dream. It's not a not any donkey. It's a very special, it's a powerful background. donkey, and it's the spearhead for the the conglomerate. Yeah. And like um, you know, see a bulldog on a max truck on the bonnet or on the, on the front or a jaguar on, the, on, a, on, a, on a jag. On a jag, yeah. Yes. And, um, but this is a, a very powerful animal and uh, he's, he, he's in search of it. He's on a mission. He's, he, 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 he's uh, on a pilgrimage, really, to find this, this particular donkey out of five million donkeys. And, uh, and, and, he, and he's old, broken down... Uh, Falcon that he, he's storming around the desert, you know, all over, uh, all over the country. He's travelling miles and kilometres and, and, you know, thousands of miles in, in search of this donkey that he saw in a dream and uh, from uh, a long, long ago. So it's hard to sort of capture that dream again and uh, to, to see that, that colour, that particular colour of, of uh, grey. So I think at one stage you went you know, a bit beside yourself in, in,
1: in terms of the descriptions of grey.
2: There's so many descriptions <laughs> of grey in the
1: world. <laughs> I think what strikes me um, about Tracker, the, the real figure, is the intensity of his visions and the almost inevitable uh, failure of them to be implemented, mm. whether for poli- often for political reasons, just the difficulty of getting through mm. white bureaucracies and so on, but also from internal bickering uh, mm. within the Aboriginal communities. Um, and yet, takes it up again and on he goes. In the novel, this intensity of vision, this commitment mm. in the face of inevitable failure <laughs> Uh, leads to him going out again and again and again in search of the vision. Mm. Um, it's almo- it almost becomes an obsession. Now, it... I think you were doing that deliberately. I mean, you were really uh, pressing on the accelerator <laughs> there, uh, in terms of that rhythm of vision and disappointment.
2: Yes. Um, I've worked in, the, you know, in, in our world for a long time and... Uh, and I've seen this time and again, you know, where there's disappointment. There's so much dream and hope and uh, to uh, uh, make sure that, that our world is safe and it continues to, to live and survive in the future, you know, and something called sovereignty, you know, so, you know, and I talk about sovereignty of the mind, uh, sovereignty of the imagination. But what happens is there's is, 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 is so much disappointment because... Um, there's so much so-called support, but it doesn't reach where well, you know the vision in, uh, in the Aboriginal world, and um, it's uh, it's the vision of over here, you know, uh, and, and saying oh yes, you must do this and you must do that, and uh, love your children more and whatever, and um, um, and money gets thrown out of it and money gets lost somewhere, and uh, but. For the Aboriginal vision, the ideas that we have ourselves doesn't doesn't reach us, and uh, and and and, uh, and this happens many many times.
1: Mm. So you have to strike out again. Yeah, and, again. and, I,
2: and I see see that not just Dotin Tracker. Tracker tra- Tracker was one of a kind, really, and uh, his 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 ideas were just multiple. he he had you know. Uh, the grand plan, you know, and the, and, and the vision uh, and ideas that's coming out of his head all the time. You know, and it was about various types of mining, you know, various types of um, farming crocodiles and, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, all sorts of things. And, uh, and people would, you'd, you'd walk anywhere with Tracker and, uh, and people would stop him on the street. Aboriginal people everywhere, and they'd be wanting him to give him, give them support uh, on on things that they wanted to do, and so, and he he was very very busy with all that, and uh, plus this dream in, you know of ideas that ha- happening all the time, mm. but that happens you know on a small scale with uh, people in, in communities mm. everywhere.
1: Well, it's His happened idea. on a large scale in the novel, yeah. of course, on a continental scale. Mm. And I was really struck by uh, your ability to enter into the mind of planet and what what you disclose there, the turmoil, the uh, anger, the uh, depression, the resolve, mm. but uh, the sense of madness even, you know, that this kind of disappointment can inflict on people. Mm. Um, I, I was really admiring of your ability to capture those, those emotions.
2: Ah, oh, well, you work at it. <laughs> you work at it. I thought you must it. have and... experienced them as well. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have experienced all, all those things. Yes. and um, uh, I, And I'm not the only one. And... Um, what I've tried to do with the the book is work on it and keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing mm. it, mm. and uh, and and that's why it is it's a whole, whole world, <laughs> and, and it's it's it can't be anything less than something that's been pushed to the limit, and, and uh, to to try to to capture what what's really happening here. And what's really happening to someone's soul, and someone's ideas and beliefs, and and it's not just a tracker. It's it's the whole. If you, you can look at the whole of our world, and uh, a world of many, many people, you know, um, across the world, you know, and I try to make bring it into, you know, a, as a global thing. It's it happens to everybody, you know, and, and it's happening to Country and uh, environment, and the planet itself—it's mm. this disappointment. Mm. It's, 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 it's a, a dis, you know, and the country. I think so, I heard someone describe that the other day. The country's letting us know how disappointed it is on a grand scale.
1: Yes, I mean the country mm. itself is is. Or the 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 world. With the same emotional range. Mm, Yeah. Uh, um, But I just wanted to look at um, the other character that balances uh, planet, and Mm. that's his wife, Dance. Mm. Um, At moments of extremity, she reacts quite differently to him. Mm. Uh, She escapes, basically, into um, a communion with the land or with... uh, certain creatures, you know, like she's known as the moth uh, so uh, butterflies are her totem in a way yeah. um, but she's a very different kind of character, isn't she? she? She's quite mystical almost in her summoning up of the energies of nature
2: Yeah, um, yeah she, she is um, somewhere I, very early on in, in, in thinking about how to do this book uh, I wanted to Bring in, a, you know, huge story about you know uh, the natural world um, and about butterflies in particular and moths, and uh, so I made a great study of, of, of moths and butterflies, and uh, and that's part of her. That's right. It's, it's, it's not an escape. It's uh, not to her anyway. I think it's it's, it's she just um, lives in a world of. ...having those creatures around her... ...they're, they're everywhere, they're they, they attracted to her... ...you know, and, uh, and the, they are like a totem thing... ...but uh, they're also very uh, um, spiritual... ...and uh, they come in, in plague proportions... And in, into, ...into her world... ...and, uh, and then into the, into the world of the novel. So um, I think the characters in the... You, ...part of it's about desire... You know, it's that desire to 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 survive and to live. You know, uh, I've, I've thought about how did we do it? You know, how do, how have we survived so long to be this, you know, oldest living culture in the world? And um, it's not by accident. <laughs> it's it's about the, the will to to, to survive, and and, and 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 through these characters, there's that that will to to survive in various ways. You know. Although tainted with you know, 230, 40 years of colonised, you know, um, living in the colonizers world. And um, so they're f- each finding their way to, to, to survive and, and um, be it right or wrong, but that's what they're doing. They either, uh, I'm looking at the you know, character of uh, Cause man Steel, widespread um, dance, the children, uh, Tommy Hawk, and Aboriginal sovereignty, Mm. um, and in the world that that, that they're living in, in this place called Praiseworthy. Mm. And Praiseworthy could be this whole country. Yes. Mm.
1: I mean, it's not not just the will, it's Mm. the connectedness as well. Mm. I mean, Mm. her dance, almost like a conductor, you know, summons up uh, Mm. the animals, but it's like she's summoning up energies you know these great, huge, as the cover suggests. You know these yes. great, huge, kind of yeah. uh, um, explosions of energy. Mm. I mean, the butterflies, yes, but it's their, their smallness and delicacy, but mm. it's the power mm. uh, that they evoke, and mm. you get a sense of dance being connected to all that, isn't yes. that right?
2: Yes, yeah. no, no. Well, she is, and uh, um, she's connected to to something that's happening in 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 the. You know, the spiritual world and, um, um, and the butterflies, you know, they're, they're, they're swarming and they come in swarms. Mm. Mm. And course, there's so much in this book. <laughs> I, you know, it's very hard to sort of talk about it and, mm. and in, in an hour, or, or it would take me for days and going through the book again very yeah. closely. And, yeah. <laughs> <and> Especially <laughs> and since about it's it. not just
1: butterflies, mm. but just a whole range of mm. creatures like mm. birds, fish. Mm. Um, and so on. Yeah. So it would be encyclopedic, the discussion about the connectedness. That's, That's it. I agree mm. with that. Um, can we just have a look at the two children then? It's mm. a kind of Cain and Abel situation in a way. I mean, mm. you've got uh, um, Aboriginal sovereignty, is in a sense, the good son, and then you've got... Um, Tommy Hawk, Tommy Hawk, who's uh, envious and nasty and yeah. assimilationist, um, wants to be white. Can't think of anything better than to be white. Basically, Aboriginal sovereignty, on the other hand, barely appears in the novel. He's yeah. notable for his absence, possibly even his death. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk to you, to, talk with you about uh, your portrayal of these two characters, yeah. and particularly. Uh, the irony of Aboriginal sovereignty standing for sovereignty, and yet seeming to represent an ideal that's almost impossible to realise.
2: It's he's um, called Aboriginal sovereignty because uh, his father, he, he, the two words he likes to say the most is Aboriginal sovereignty.
1: <laughs> and you too, I should say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, uh, in a world that doesn't want to hear those two words, it was a t- you know, I remember years that you couldn't even speak those words in this country without the whole government and, uh, you know, and, and commentators you know, having a fit. And, um, um, so he, and he's, he's concerned that uh, we're losing our sovereignty. And uh, so uh, he calls his son Aboriginal sovereignty you know, from, from day one, from the day he was born, that's his name and uh, so that he can be reminded and everyone can be reminded that Aboriginal sovereignty exists and it will continue to, to exist. And, um, um, and he's, he's like the hope. He's the hope of his community. And a lot of things happen to make you know, to, to destroy him. And that happens. There's a big story in, 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 in the book about what happens to Aboriginal sovereignty. And... Um, how he's, you know, what, what will happen to him? Mm.
1: I mean, a good part of the book mm. dramatizes the absence of Aboriginal sovereignty. Mm. Very difficult thing to do, <laughs> to dramatize an absence, but um, mm. I think you pull that off really well. Because... And the search for it. The search. So, exactly, the
2: continual yes. search for where is our Aboriginal sovereignty? Where is he? You know, where, you know, how are we going to bring him back? And, uh, and, and, uh, um, and 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 that's a big part of the book too. Is that that search for 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 him, and uh, even though you know the the assimilationist part of praiseworthy wants that forgotten, wants it go away, you know. Mm. And uh, we're on the grand plan, you know, um, the forward plan, and the forward plan is to assimilate and uh, do it quickly. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and this is the way you're going to get uh, the blessing of, you know, the Australian government or whatever, you know, to, to be able to do the things that we, you know, we need to do to keep him in favour. So, and, uh, and so people are searching for him. They're down on, on the beach every day, you know, and they're, they're looking for him out at sea and trying to bring him back.
1: And um, uh, I I think um, the characters that sort of represent the assimilationist urge are the ones that are treated uh, without mercy in the novel. I mean, Tommy Hawk would be the worst, the younger son uh, uh, who's willing to betray his brother uh, for for personal recognition by, you know, the white government or or Mm. whatever. But there's also... um, uh, the ma- the major mayor, um, Ice Peak, ice yeah, who who's also called Casper, uh, as in the friendly ghost, because of his determination to be seen as white. It's uh, yes. a nice touch. Uh, also, Lolly, I think, is another of the nicknames applied to him, but he's a nasty creature as well. So, you do get a, a sense that the the great enemy, uh, in um, in the book, at any rate, is not so much the white government which is shown as foolish and misguided but the assimilationist element in aboriginal culture
2: the assimilationist element in aboriginal culture uh not so much in aboriginal
1: culture um in the
2: community in, I the, in, say. The, yeah, in the in the in the community yeah. um well i'm not too sure it's um, mm.
1: Maybe I put it too strongly Mm. uh, because your vision has always been marked by its eclecticism, by its openness. Mm. And, I mean, I think it's really significant that dance uh, should uh, mobilise her Chinese ancestry Mm. uh, in the novel. Mm. Um, And maybe we could approach it that way. I mean, it's yeah. out of discontent with the community and its prejudices uh, that she thinks of um, asking for asylum in China. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, she's, she, she, she's, um, she's looking for a, a people smuggler online. She spends a lot of time looking for a people smuggler to take her, her family to China. And, <laughs> and, uh, and she wonders why the, the Chinese government haven't answered her emails and <laughs> for uh, uh, repatriation to China. <laughs> and uh, because uh, she's been getting a lot of criticism, there's a lot of argument about the native title situation in Praiseworthy. And, uh, and this is not new, um, these arguments. And uh, again, this is, you know, um, comes from a piece of legislation about how you can claim native title in this country, or can't. And um, there's an argument going over who has native title over the cemetery where hmm. they are living, the Cozben Steele and his family. Uh, and so you know, some people say, you know, you, you, you should go back to China. And, uh, you know, because you, 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 know, you, you're, 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 you know, you're...
1: <laughs> um, I'd I just like to come back to this uh, point about assimilation assimilationism and on the mm. other hand your remarkable openness to other cultures um, mm. not only to uh, writers from other other literatures because um, you're extremely well read and mm. uh, there's lots of references to to those writers and to musicians composers and so on in your work and also in every novel there's someone who comes from outside you know from Europe or from the north uh, who kind of uh, adds, to, adds to the culture. So it's not as if uh, the assimilationist, the attitude to assimilation, the, the threat of assimilation, uh, requires a denial of openness to other cultures, not no, at
2: all. not at all. Um, it's a reaction, I think, to, to the, a government push you know, for, to assimilate, to forget your culture. Yes. And, uh, 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 you know, we're all one Australia and so uh, that's uh, a big issue and and uh, uh, in the, in our world and uh, about uh, a similar that sort of that push to to forget your, your culture and uh, and to uh, um, be this one australia and uh, so we can be, you know we're under a lot of scrutiny we have been and so it's, it's, no, it's, it's, uh, for me anyway, you know, I'm, I'm, I am quite open to all ideas and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, like you say, writers and thinkers from all over the world. And it's the only way that you can, you know, understand literature and, and to, uh, figure out how to, to write the type of, you know, do the type of writing that you want to do here. And, uh. And to make it more, but and better, and, and to talk about this country in a, in a, in, a, in a big way, that's 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 all I tried to try to do hmm. really. Hmm. And um, but getting back to you know the you know the you know, ideas about simulation and that, um, and the idea of the you know the character Tommy Hawk, for instance, um, whose father, you know. Took one side side of this baby, you know, when he was born, and decided he's got, he'll be a fascist. He's a fascist, so he wouldn't give him an Aboriginal name, and uh, he uh, yeah, so he called him Tommy Hook. and uh, and uh, he's um, he's a really smart boy, but he does his his, his dream is to live in in in, in uh, Parliament House in Canberra, <laughs> and uh, because he yeah, they, yeah because we had you know, we get, we get a bit crazy in this country and about uh, the, the, uh, the Aboriginal world. And uh, so, and everybody gets up in arms and that, and, and everyone has this idea about what should happen to mm. Aboriginal people. Mm. And uh, so here we go, this little eight-year-old boy, and he's listening, you know, he's, he's listening to, to all the commentary and uh, about how unsafe... The Aboriginal world is how unloved Aboriginal children are, and um, he, he and uh, this
1: is white commentary.
2: White commentary, mm. yes. You know, it comes from the government and comes from the media. It comes from anybody who want, you know, who wants to have a say about, you know, how to how to correct the Aboriginal world. And um, so he's he, yeah, he's taken it all on board and you know, that this you know it's unsafe for children to be Aboriginal children, to be with their families, their mother and their father, and uh, all males in the the Aboriginal community. So he has this dream, and uh, and he thinks um, this is his way to save himself. And um, uh, from his own parents, he he doesn't want anything to do with his parents, and uh, he he has this strategy of of getting out and... uh, Partly the demise of his brother Aboriginal sovereignty is part of that uh, vision. And um, he wants to be adopted by, you know, the um, Minister for Aboriginal Affairs. And she, yeah, he sees her as an angel and she swivels around on her office chair in the yeah, sky. In the heavens, yeah. In the heavens, Yeah. And he wants her, and he can't understand either why she doesn't answer his mobile calls. Because he's been gifted, because he's such a smart child at school, he's been gifted an iPad, you know, an iPhone, and you know, and computer computer and all that. And he uses that to listen to all this commentary. And um, um, yes, and all he wants is to live in um, and to be a, a rich boy, you know, as her child, as a, the mother of all Aboriginal children, but him in particular, and, uh, and to be living in Parliament House in Canberra, which is
1: beautiful. I wanted to ask about the way your imagination runs. <laughs> um, <laughs> and particularly your sense of humour, which, you know, uh, because people are so struck by the epic qualities of your writing that uh, often uh, they don't see the that it's hilarious a good part of the time. And uh, uh, there's a kind of burlesque element in your depiction Mm. of characters, particularly those you don't like, you know. Um, I'm thinking particularly of... uh, not too hard. I'm uh, not too hard on anybody. It's (laughs) not hard to do.
2: No, it's not hard to do, but it's... Well, people make it easy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, me- I, remember <laughs> I remember when I did the Grog War book in Tedding Creek years ago and uh, uh, I worked for Jalalakari Jalala Council. They they, got me to write this book about their 10-year struggle to, to um, uh, bring in some alcohol restrictions in town because, I mean, the amount... Of, uh, Alcohol or soul, you know, or, or throughout the Northern Territory was just a colossal and uh, uh, legal license everywhere. And um and it's a really big problem, you know, not just for Aboriginal people, for you know, non-Aboriginal people too. Too much drinking going on. But uh one of the things, you know, I had strict instructions about who I could talk to and who I couldn't talk to by the by the you know, the the Aboriginal people of the ten town camps surrounding Tennant Craig, and uh, under the umbrella of Jalala Curry Council. And um, part of it was that I couldn't talk to the non-Aboriginal people around town. I couldn't talk to the, the licensees, but I could talk to you know, all the community, which I did. So I thought, well, how am I can, can I get some of this material? So I, I, I went to the very small library in Tennant Craig, just very small library. But part of what they had there was the collection of, of um, the, uh, the Tennant Creek and District Times. <laughs> you know, that was published every week, and um, maybe tw- twice a week. I'm not too sure. But I went through the, 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 the archive of, of the newspaper uh, for about 18 years or whatever it was from the time it, it came out. And what struck me was it was so stru- how people could be so blatantly racist. Because they would say things in the newspaper, you know, about what they thought about Aboriginal people and everything. And just, I thought, how could how could you not think about what well, you, you were saying this? And uh, but they they did. Mm.
1: I mean, in the novel, um, mm. uh, that that element of absurdity of uh, mm. a pre- mixture of prejudice and absurdity mm. is captured in the Ice Queens. You know, the the women that um, are the acolytes of Major Mayor Icepick. Mm. And, you know, they have the wonderful names of Black Magdalen, Abel Mabel, or Heavy Titania, the Cat Talker, or, better still, Queen Meadow Lee. I like that <laughs> one, yeah. Or Rivers of Booze, Queen of the Outback. <laughs> and they're outrageous. I mean, they're just like... Um, uh, uh, ridiculously dressed and parade around and the language just comes out of them like Mm. (laughs) horrific sort of gusts of uh, abuse Mm. and prejudice and so on. Mm. Um, It's almost operatic really, that kind of display of of emotion. Yeah. And I wondered if I could just segue into the idea of opera and Mm. music. I know it's a bit of a a leap Mm. from what we've been talking about, but I, I did want to give people a sense of your method of composition, of what kind of book it is. And uh, what's really dominant is the the language, you know. I mean, you push the language in all sorts of directions, as if uh, they weren't obeying the laws of grammar so much as that of rhythm, Mm. music in other words.
2: That section is, you know, from four o'clock in the morning and uh, where Ice Pig gives his broadcast. Nightly broadcast, broadcast, yeah. yeah his morning broadcast at 4am in the morning to the loudspeakers that are erected all around the community, all around town. And even down, the, down in the cemetery over the graves of various relatives so they could hear the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, of, um, you know, the, the, the drive for assimilation. That's what the broadcasts are virtually about. And um, so, and they, they are part of that you yeah, know, that, that section, you know, of the of, mm. of, of, of broadcasts. And um, so what, what were you wanting to talk about? Oh, <laughs> oh well, no, it's just,
1: just the, the characterisation, the, the way yeah. uh, the characters are rather like a chorus in, in mm. opera. Mm. And yeah, the reactions yeah. are really mm. extreme, mm. really magnified. Mm. So uh, I wondered um, if we could just perhaps talk about opera, or not we don't need to talk about opera, but your use of, or your sense uh, of your material as operatic. Yeah. That might be the best way of putting it.
2: Okay. Um, well, I do love opera. I listen to opera. and uh, I love the intensity of it and, uh, and, uh, and the beauty of it too. And the passion. And that's the everyday world that we have. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's operatic, I tell you. And, um, um, and so I was just ca- capturing that. But I also, you know, working on this book and, you know, I listen to music. I listen, I listen to a lot of music. I have very collecti- eclectic tastes. Mm. And, uh, from, and I like, you know, from time I went to India, I love uh, classical Indian um, ragas and um so i listen to to music you know, very low uh while while i'm working like like um classical indian raga or even um yeah uh, our own music um uh, tadaki music clapsticks, uh singing i like that sort of droning sound of 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 of, of Particular music, and that's very much you know comes from that pulse, you know, that you know of our own music, our own background, yes. you know, and um, it's uh, it's uh, so I hear that, in, and I listen to that, and that's all you know. It's often on when I'm writing, and uh, and that's you know I try to capture that tone and and, and rhythm in, in 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 the work. So, so, so yes, yeah, some parts are operatic and that, but there's also a, 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 a rhythm, I think, you know, that's yeah, subconsciously you know, I'm, I'm, how I'm wor- working. And yes. um, so it's that sort of music that, yes. I, that I like.
1: That's really important, I think. Mm. Um, you use the word pulse, mm. yeah. and there is a pulse in your work. But yeah. there's also a pulse in the subject matter, yeah. especially when you're talking about the landscape. I mean, yeah. that's throbbing there's, with a pulse as well.
2: It's a pulse, yeah. That's you know, we say that you know that we're of one heartbeat. We're of one heartbeat with the country, of the of, of you know the land, and um, uh, and I feel that in 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 um, uh, you know I think it's you know just from hearings, people talk, you know, you know over the years. You know my own family, people I've worked with, old people, people in communities, very wise people, very people of huge wisdom and understanding, and uh, um, so I try. Uh, you know, I try to capture those things, and uh, uh, and some of it's already in me, I think, because that's where I come from, and and what I've heard for so long, but. Um, it's also that music, you know. It's in the music as well, you know. The the the, the ceremonies and you know how that that singing that it's constant kind of pulsing sound, you know. And and uh, or the you know clapsticks, you know, it's just going on, you know, dong, dong. it's just going and uh, or 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 chidaki, you know, it's just it's droning, and um, um so that's. And if, you know, then I listen to other music that's like that, like um, Indian raga music, classical music, uh, or other, you
1: know. Country and western.
2: (laughs) Sometimes country and western. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes country and western. And, and, um, yeah, it's just. mm.
1: Um, I I think um, this question of pulse, because I think it's in the language as well, Mm. and that, uh, you know, some of those long sentences, Mm. um, they're really pulsing with energy, Mm. Mm. pushing really to the edge of grammar in a way. Um, And I wanted to ask... I've asked you about this before, but I didn't get a satisfactory answer, so I'll give it another go. Mm. (laughs) I feel that you hear what you're writing. uh, Certainly Mm. when I'm reading the novel, I'm Mm. listening to it.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do I do, I do hear what what what, what I'm doing, and uh, it's it's uh, yeah that there are voices, you know that that you know, a certain voice that, that's that's speaking, you know, mm. and uh, and that's what I'm trying to capture, and uh, yeah, it's difficult because uh, then you know if it, the book then gets recorded, you know no, it's, well, it's if, if, then, then that's thing. very 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 yeah. important to me that it, the voice. Is that the voice that I heard but because it can't be the voice that i heard no. and um but uh I want to try and capture that and uh uh yeah you know i do i i i i i i do hear everything and uh, or I'm thinking all the if I'm not writing and the book took a long time, but uh I was doing other things at the same time but uh, i was always thinking of the of this book and um uh and various parts of it, not the whole book at time you know but uh Various parts that I was working on and trying to, you know, ca- you know, solve some of the issues that I had, you know, with that particular part, or or, or how it, the tone of it, the the sound, the rhythm, and uh, and I, I constantly worked on the rhythm, to right. to to to, to, make sure that it it's, it continued on and on and on in the same in the same vein in a way.
1: Mm. I mean, yeah. uh, um, some people might. This is a warning to you guys. Yeah. Of course, some people yeah. might cavil at the fact that it's 735 pages long, yeah. but actually, it's an easy read. It is an easy read if you go with the rhythm. Yeah, mm. if you follow the rhythm, allow the rhythm to carry you. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. No, I think I think it's an easy read. <laughs> so, uh, it's actually a good read, really. <laughs> and I don't mind reading it. <laughs> and I'm fussy, I tell you. <laughs>
1: I mean, um, I'm very aware as an editor, you know, that Mm. um, some of the words are spelt in a way that could only be spelt that way if you'd heard them, if you were writing them as if you'd heard them. Mm. Um, I'm thinking of a wonderful word that you've invented, which is whirlpool. So in the Mm. book, I mean, Mm. the the idea of the whirlpool, because Mm. there's all these currents of energy just Mm. uh, uh, circulating in the land and in the air. Uh, so the idea of the whirlpool, but it's spelled W-H-O-R-L, mm. P-W-O-L, like mm. a hall. Yeah. So that's a sound. You know what mm. you've done to the whirlpool is to give it a sound, <laughs> and not just a, a you know, a circularity. Um, so we left it in as whirlpool. Mm. I think I asked you about that, yeah. and you said to do it. Yeah. Uh, another one is maskhead. You know, um, mm. you were talking before about. Um, the platinum donkey as being uh, a masthead you know like the bulldog on the Mm. Mack truck Um, but you spell it maskhead m-a-s-k-h-e-a-d and we left that too because it seems entirely appropriate (laughs) even though it was you know grammatically or or, uh, linguistically Mm. incorrect Mm. so I think the uh, idea of rhythm and energy because it's Energy behind rhythm, I think, it's very much in the language itself. Yeah,
2: yeah, the rhythm, rhythm behind, behind the energy. Um, well, I, I, I wanted the book to have energy, and uh, you know, I, I wanted to it to, uh, uh, and keep pulling, pulling the story. You know, the pulling, the whole whole thing. That's what I worked on. You know, just to to make sure it had that that energy. You know, and a really. Heightened way, you know, like, you know. I think someone said it about something about there's a lot of reference to sixty thousand I- in yes. the book. Um, um, you know, sixty. You know, people say here we've been here in excess of sixty thousand years. Um, so there's always constant reminders of that in the book. Sixty thousand uh, lightning strikes and yeah. <laughs> and uh, sixty thousand storms and. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's just um, I, I wanted the book to, to have a lot of energy, and uh, and, a, and a lot of references to 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 our times,
1: yeah. to what you call the old times,
2: and and in the old times, because
1: yeah. the energy It's was... coming
2: from, from you know from uh, uh, you know the spiritual world and uh, to the contemporary world, and, and and you know and following to the future, it's just, it it it's all interconnected. And, uh, uh, and we're all interconnected to, mm. to everything else and in, 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 in our world and beyond. And it's very definitely, we're, we're all interconnected to the beyond as well, you know, to, to um, what happens anywhere else on the planet mm. because it affects us as well. And we'll be the first, probably the first to know about it and uh, whatever happens in the, in the future.
1: I think that's what I find most remarkable about the book, is your determination mm. to embrace those larger dimensions, the largest possible dimensions, if mm. you were throwing the language further and further out mm-hmm. uh, in terms of its reach. Mm. Um, that, in light of the climate crisis and uh, the depredations of the culture and so on, yeah. Um, is like a deliberate gesture of... Uh... Well,
2: I think we have to. We have to We have to think about uh, not just what's happening in our own backyard and uh, what's, what's happening you know, beyond because it, w- we're all affected and it's becoming more clear that uh, you know, can look at the news any day of the week and, you, you know, there's flooding and some parts in Italy or, you know, or other parts in Europe. There's, you know, wildfires in Greece or uh, flooding in America somewhere or snowstorms where, you know, that they've never had before. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the impossible bushfires that we've had here and and uh, flooding, you know, that goes on for months that we've never seen before. Mm. I think uh, what, I'm what saying, do we do? Yeah, it's,
1: it's mm. almost as as if you're striving for a planetary vision, basically, or a vision on a mm. planetary scale.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm tra- well. i just trying to do what I can do. That's all. <laughs> just 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 to think about those things and uh, try and write write about it in, in a way that in, not just incorporates you know our little world, our part of the world, but it, to expand it mm. and uh, and to bring it back. Um, because, like I say, you know, we say we say we're, we're, we're interconnected. You know, to, to the everything in our in our country, we're all related in our country to, to what's, what's there. You know, to the to the, the the butterflies and the you know the moths and the you know the animals and uh, the, the the water and uh, um, the land itself. You know, and every, everything else that's that's there. We're not any better you know, and, and, uh, than anything else. And, uh, and, and to, the, to the, 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 uh, the spirits of our ancestors, they're always with us too. They're important and um, we're, we're, we're in it together. But then you expand that to the, to, to the whole world and, uh, and, we'll, and you have to. Um, we can't sort of say, oh, if this is us, we don't have to think about anything else. We have to because it's all coming back to us. You know of what's happening. You know in in, in um, global warming, man-made climate change. You know the uh, um, um, the side world. You know of uh you know killing each other. We 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 have to take notice of those things because we're going to have to, like planet, find a way out. And uh, he's already doing it. You know he's had a look around, and so. Well, there's five million donkeys here. Yeah. <laughs> I think we <laughs> let's, have to... let's try and do something and not wait for the federal government or anyone else to save us from global warming or any or anything else. You know in what's happening in our yeah. communities because they're not.
1: I think we have to stop where mm-hmm. we started mm-hmm. with the donkeys. <laughs> and I have to impose limits on your expansions because mm. we've only got three minutes left. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. So is there anything you want to say or should we just close it now?
2: Um, no, I just want to thank you f- very much for um, being here today. I, um, <laughs> you know, I think you were the third choice in the <laughs> end. <laughs> Not by <like> me. <laughs> you always <his> first choice. <laughs> thank you. Well thank
1: you. But that was just the way it was. Thank you very much,
0: (laughs) Alex. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to subscribe and to rate our channel.